In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> From the epistle, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In the epistle, St. Paul tells us that the real battle in life is not the visible battle that concerns the outward details and visible enemies in life. The real battle is the invisible battle uh, that works around and through all those circumstances in an attempt to undermine our faith and, and our life in Christ. St. Paul spent much of his life losing the visible battle. He was opposed frequently in his ministry. He spent much of his life in jail or significant portions, maybe not much, but significant portions in jail. And he was killed for his faith. And he learned, and we read in his writings, this point that success in the spiritual battle does not depend upon success in the visible battle. That, in fact, sometimes there's an inverse proportion. When uh, we're struggling in the visible things of life, sometimes this cultivates faith and holiness. And sometimes when things are going well in life, we become complacent and unfaithful. Our flesh and blood battles consist of our striving to advance at work, to be good parents, to pursue relationships and achieve various other ends in life. The spiritual battle is the way the world, the flesh, and the devil work in the midst of these pursuits to oppose us, to undermine our faith. For example, a person may strive at the place of work to advance, to work to a higher position or to accomplish some goal in work. That is the visible battle. As, those, uh, as that advancement is pursued, there are temptations to be envious of other co-workers, to be jealous, to be angry at those who get in the way of our advancement. That is the inward and spiritual battle. We may strive to be good parents. We may want our children to do well in school and succeed in their extracurricular activities. That is the visible battle. But as we pursue those ends, we may uh, be tempted to fall into competition with other parents and their children. We may be moved to all sorts of emotions that are inconsistent with our faith. We may be tempted to place those visible goals above the goals of faithfulness to Christ and the character development of our children. If we are not aware of the invisible battle and we pursue only the visible goals, we can end up very successful outwardly and spiritually paralyzed. This is what Jesus meant when he said, quote, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of the Father, and then he will repay everyone according to what he has done. In this passage, Jesus highlights the ultimate goal of life our appearance before Christ, our ultimate accountability. And all of the Christian life must be oriented towards that, 
towards our desire to stand blameless on that day. We must learn to fight our visible battles underneath the banner of that battle. <clears throat> when the world offers us something, some uh, benefit in exchange for unfaithfulness or disobedience or compromise, that is not an opportunity, it is a test. That is the purpose of this life, to be tested. The teaching of the epistle is rooted in the art of wrestling, uh, which is similar enough ancient and modern that we can understand the point. When you wrestle with someone, you attempt to throw them off their feet and pin them, therefore render them unable to respond. The goal of the spiritual life, our adversaries in the spiritual life are attempting to knock us off our feet. The demons want to put their foot on our neck and make us completely ineffective in the kingdom of God. And against this goal, this, in this fight, our objective, as St. Paul says, is to stand, not to be thrown over, to stand tall and not allow ourselves to be overthrown. We do not have to defeat the principalities and powers. Jesus defeated the principalities and powers on the cross. As Colossians says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. We share in his conquest of the principalities and powers through baptism and faith. We who were dead in our sins, who were spiritually paralyzed, are raised to new life in Christ. In Christ, we're able to, to stand. And the essence of the spiritual battle is to hold on to what Christ has given us, to stand and not allow the forces of darkness to take away from us our, stand, our status in Christ, our gift, our inheritance. The armor and weaponry in the epistle represent the various components of the spiritual life. It's likely that St. Paul drew his image in the epistle from two sources. The first is Isaiah 59, which was our morning prayer lesson today. It says of the Messiah, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. The second likely source for St. Paul's imagery is, or was, the soldier who was standing right in front of him, guarding him. St. Paul was in jail when he wrote Ephesians. And as likely as he meditated upon the spiritual battle, upon all that was happening, he connected that imagery from Isaiah with this visible image and gave us a sort of tapestry of exhortation that is our epistle today. St. Paul tells us to take up the whole armor of God in the way a soldier takes up his armor. The faithful soldier must take up his armor each day. If a, faith, if a soldier puts on his armor one day and then takes it off to go to sleep and does not wake up and put it on again, he will have been defended yesterday, but not today. So we in the spiritual life have to, when we, it's kind of an image of standing up every day, we get up each day and stand, we have to arm ourselves again through prayer for the spiritual battle that is before us. Through prayer, 
each day. We experience again our union with the Father through the Son in the Spirit. We remember that our sins are forgiven, that we are children of God and heirs of the kingdom. And this guards us against the mortal uh, dangers to our head and our heart, the temptations to guilt, shame, fear, and despair that are constantly coming upon us in the spiritual life. By our daily reading of Holy Scripture and by meditating on his teaching, we gird our hearts and minds with the truth. And this is also a weapon as we integrate this truth into our lives, as we learn to live in the story of God's people, the redemptive story by which God is always bringing his new creation out of our chaos, always bringing his good out of all things in our lives, we learn to combat the various lies we get from the world from day to day. As we learn to pray without ceasing, we learn to take refuge behind the shield of faith when acute attack comes upon us. The epistle talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I think in using this imagery, St. Paul has in mind Isaiah 55, excuse me, Isaiah 52, quote, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who says to Zion, your God reigns. We cannot win a purely defensive battle. We begin to conquer when we go on the offensive through our habitual practice of Christ-like virtues in our daily life. When we respond to the hatred that comes upon us with the practice of love, when we learn to pray for and do good for those who attack us, when we deal with thoughts of covetousness and greed with generosity, when we deal with our envy and jealousy with thanksgiving for other people and uh, with the virtue of contentment, we begin to conquer and we disarm the spiritual adversaries. We can ask ourselves, does our presence announce the gospel to those we see each day? Do we help others experience Christ through their encounter with us? Are our feet beautiful? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.